Welcome into another episode of the Second and Victory Podcast. Before we get started, um, I just want to make sure you guys uh, know uh, that we are on Twitter. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Second and Victory. And uh, get us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. It's just Second and Victory. Uh, subscribe us, rate, leave us some feedback. We do appreciate it. But uh, on this uh, episode, it'll just be Chris and I. Uh, Brett is uh, busy for the uh, for the episode, so um, we're just going to kind of make it short and sweet. Going to talk about uh, just the season and uh, kind of our predictions and what we expect from the Titans. Uh, kind of some hot takes and, and projections and things like that. Kind of preview Cleveland. And uh, uh, not a whole lot, but uh, we'll be back kind of after Cleveland and, and kind of dive into that and, and uh, have a lot more content for next week's episode. But uh, without further ado, drop the intro. Touchdown, Titans! You are now listening to the Second and Victory Podcast. Welcome in to a... Another episode of the Second and Victory Podcast. Austin Nelson here with my friend Chris Carter and new daddy. Let's What's go. How's it going, man? <laughs> Good, man. Hey, just congrats. I want everybody to know, man, Chris is a proud dad and a new daddy to a beautiful baby girl. Uh, what was the experience like, man? Um, a whirlwind, honestly. I mean, we went in for a doctor's appointment and um, had a, had some elevated blood pressure and stuff and they were like hey let's just uh let's have this baby tonight so i mean it, it turned out everything went perfect um kind of glad she came early because we were at 38 weeks and she weighed nine nine pounds eight ounces oh wow so she's a hoss um yes but i mean you know everything went great mom's doing great baby's doing great so i'm happy it's awesome man good for you guys um, I know you're happy too because football season is here. The Titans start on Sunday. Um, like, like we said, you know, it's just gonna be Chris and I. Brett is uh, is busy uh, for the for the for the episode, so uh, we'll just kind of dive in. Uh, we wanted to do, you know, kind of our predictions. You know, Brett and I, on, you know, when we did armchair, we always did our predictions before the year and kind of maybe some hot takes. Um, so we'll do a little bit of both. Um, we'll kind of start with that, um, and so. What we decided on was we'll do three predictions for the offense, player or team, and then three predictions for the defense, player or team um, as well. So I'll start, and then we'll kind of we'll just go back and forth, Chris, if you want to. Um, so a guy that I wanted out of the draft when he came out was Corey Davis. I thought the Titans needed were long due for a, a true number one receiver. And so with the fifth pick, I was ecstatic that we got Corey Davis. Um it's year three for him, and it's time for him to show that he is worth a number five pick. And he was um, – he's valuable enough um, to claim to be the number five pick and a true number one receiver. So my first prediction on the year um, that Corey has over 1,000 yards receiving. And so the last two seasons he had 375 in his rookie year, and he, has a, he was at 891 um, last season. So he came close to a thousand, still, you know, a hundred and something yards short. Um, so I think this is the season that he takes the next step and is, you know, hits that a thousand yard season. Chris, I have a random Titans question for you. Uh trivia. Who was the last Titans receiver to catch um a thousand yards? Nate Washington. Yes, but no. K 
Kendall Wright in 2013. Oh man, I forgot to, I forgot about that Kendall Wright here. Oh that yeah. So I think Corey is due for a big season, um, and so he's my first prediction with over a thousand yards. What you got? All right, I'm going to go with another former first uh, first round pick for us. I'm predicting that Jack Conklin is going to return to form and put himself in the position that he needs to be in to get a long term extension with this team. I like that. Um, I really like that. Basing it off to kind of what we saw last year from him, and um, we know this year he's fully healthy now from what he says. Um, I, I love that because I think if we have two, you know, s- solid tackles and what we do in, in, in Conklin and Lawan, uh, we know what Lawan is and what can he can do. And if we can get Conklin back to 2016 form, um, then I'm, I'm, I'm more than confident with this O-line. So yeah, I really yeah. like that one. That's a pretty big prediction coming from me because, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter last season, I was very down on Conk. Um, so I, I really think, I mean, everything we've seen from him this offseason uh, and the preseason so far, I, I think he's in position to to be that guy again. I do too. I really like that one. It's a good one. Um, all right, so I'm going to go a little – it's kind of more of a hot take than a prediction for me. Um, I think – the Titans' offense is at a point where it, it's better than what it has been in a very, very long time. Um, you could argue maybe even ever. Um, they, there's not a whole lot of um, production, but on paper, this offense is very, very solid. And so with that, I think – this is crazy for me to even say out loud. Uh, the Titans' offense will have four pro bowlers. Where I don't know who they are. Uh, you, could, you could, you could, <laughs> isn't it crazy? I don't know why I even picked that, but it's just kind of a hot take. Um, they'll have four pro bowlers. And so I know Taylor, um, is out the first four weeks, but I'm almost positive. We've seen a pro bowler who has had a suspension make the pro bowl. Am I right? Or is it, can you not even make the pro bowl if you have a suspension? No, I, th- I think we've seen players do that. I think we have too. So I'll go, you know, you can, you can go Taylor. You can maybe even say Jack. If Jack goes to 2016 form, he'll be a pro bowler. It's hard not to argue that. And then if you want to argue, if Corey has over the 1,000 yards, like I say, he'll have to be in that discussion. If Marcus has the year that we want him to have, he'll be in the discussion. If Derrick Henry his Derrick Henry, he'll be in the discussion. Maybe Adam Humphreys, you don't know. Um, Delaney Walker, he's been a pro bowl MVP. Are we so, going to count? Are we going to count Darius Jennings in this if he gets selected as the kickoff returner for the Pro Bowl? I don't see why not. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's a wide receiver, so I like that too. So yeah, I, it, it, it's more of a hot take than a prediction. I could I could have gone in so many other areas, but um, I thought it was just some off the wire. So that is my other um, 2019 Titans prediction. All right, number two for me, L. Tractor Cito. I think Derrick Henry is going to top 1,400 rushing yards. Wow. That would have led the league. I I think Ezekiel Elliott had a little bit over 1,400 last year and led the league. So, I mean, I I think Derek could easily do it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's asking a lot from a guy that, you know, it was was on and off last season. But um, I like that a lot. Chris, that's a good that's a good prediction. Um, I still think the league and the national media and fans just think the Titans will just be a run heavy offense, which they might. But I just think with Arthur Smith, it's gonna be a little different this season. I think we'll see a lot more um passing. Um, I think we'll see a lot more D Lou. 
Um, that's a guy that we've slept on a lot this offseason. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast. He's the forgotten man. He is. I think it, it's not even – he's – I was talking to somebody, and it, it, when you think about the Titans offense and you can name, go down name all the guys, you're, you're probably going to name Deion Lewis like sixth or seventh or eighth maybe. He's just one of those guys that you forget about, like you said. And so – but I think we were so excited just an offseason ago that he was going to come in and be – the the lightning to the thunder of, of Derrick Henry. Um I, I just think it's gonna help and it's another element to the Titans offense. If 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 Deion Lewis can kind of be the New England Deion Lewis, then that's just another weapon for Marcus and um something else the, the Titans can 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 use on offense. Uh my third and final prediction. Let me go back here and get it. I walked away for a minute. Um is going to be we know how big eight is going to be this season. It's 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 do or die, ride or die, uh, boom or bust for Marcus. So I'm going to go with the boom here, and I'm going to say that Marcus has over four thousand yards and twenty five touchdowns. Um, and with that, he'll have less sacks um, because last year was a career high for him in sacks with forty two. Um, so I think if you can can um, cut down those sacks. Maybe less than twenty-five, less than thirty. That would that would be um, a lot better than what forty-two was. But we talked about it. He's got the weapons now, the best weapons you know he's had since he's been with the Titans. So I don't think four thousand yards is, is too crazy, but it's something we have, we've never seen from him. So, um, how do you feel about that? I think it's possible. Um, my third prediction is also a Mariota prediction. So I think Mariota is going to start – and this is a hot take. Uh, I think he's going to start at least 15 games. Um, and I said 15 because I'm hoping that week 16 game, we're letting Tannehill run the show because we already got a spot locked up in the playoffs. I like that. I like that. I think uh, just a, a prediction would have been Marcus to be healthy for 16 games because um, that's all we really want to see. Um, forget the stats. If he's there in every game, fully healthy from start to finish, that's all we want from the quarterback. So, um, I mean, it was it was obvious that we both had to have Marcus in there somewhere somehow. So I like him. That, that, I mean, that, those are. I feel like we had two two predictions and one hot take apiece. So I'm, I'm with that. Um, let's flip it to the defense, and we know what this defense is about. Top ten, top five in the league. Um, Another year under Dean Pease. I mean, I'm going to be so sad, Chris, if he leaves this season after this year. I don't think he will. I don't think so either. But I just I I don't know if I mean he's he's getting up there in age, wants to kind of you know do his own thing, retire, and you know pull the Jeff Fisher and you know fish in Montana or whatever. What he likes to do, but I don't know. I mean, I I think I think Nashville might be a, for, a forever home for him though. So. Possible. And I, I think he really likes the, the 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 group he has too. Um he's got you know some young guys on that defense that he probably doesn't want to leave just yet. I don't know. I just I, I had a feeling that you know this past year Vrabel had to you know convince him to come back. I could be wrong, but um all right, so we'll let you start this time. What is your first prediction, maybe as a for a player, the team um on defense this season? 
Okay, so I'm going uh, another first-round pick. Um, so I truly think the entire league is going to be talking about Rashawn Evans by the end of the year. Um, and so my prediction is Rashawn Evans leads the, leads the team in tackles but also has at least six sets because I think he's going to get quite a bit of play at that outside linebacker spot. I like that a lot. Um, we saw him do that quite a bit at Alabama um, and just a few times last season. It's funny you say that because the number one person I wrote down uh, was Rashawn Evans as well. So I'm glad we agree there. He's probably one of my top five favorite Titans. I was He's the only guy I wanted last season in the draft. He was, he was the – Number one person I wanted last season, and we got him, and I was ecstatic to get Rashawn Evans. Um, yeah, so my prediction as well was he'll have over 100 tackles. Um, he had 53 last season, but he only started seven games. So I don't think that's out of the question. He is a sideline-to-sideline kind of player. I mean, he's. Um, I think he's probably the most instinctual linebacker we've had in a, in a while. Um, I mean, I think Wesley Woodger is a pretty instinctual guy, but Rashawn just takes it up a notch. He he reminds me of I don't I don't I mean Keith Bullock a little bit out there. Like he just seems to be where the ball is going to go every time, and that's I I think that just is going to blow up the league. And I think I mean even you could argue Jay on there as well. Um, he's he's that kind of guy as well. Um, but I'm with you. Uh, people are going to know about Rashawn Evans this season. I agree. Um, what about number two for you? So this is a, this is a little hopeful on my side, just because I really want this guy to be some, something special, but, um, I think a Dory is going to have at least five interceptions this year. Oh, I knew you were going there. I, I know how you feel about a Dory. Such a likable I, guy, such me. a likable guy. And it, it's just, and he's a playmaker too, but it's, it's just a consistency issue with him. And, you know, I think Vrabel even talked about a little bit yesterday how he's he's really starting to put that consistency together a little bit. So, I mean, if, if Adore can get to the point where he's snagging some balls, I, I think five could be a, a baseline for him. Yeah, five. Um, and I think – teams will want to throw his way because if you're looking at both cornerbacks who would you would you rather throw to Malcolm Butler or Adore Jackson I guess you could pick your poison um I think Adore needs a bigger season than what he had last season kind of a bounce back um we saw him get burnt in the Chicago Chicago am I right there Chicago game is that right in the preseason yeah I think it was the Chicago game okay yeah um and it was only preseason, but still, you don't want to see that from your starting cornerback um, against a you know a guy. I'm not even sure if that wide receiver made the team in Chicago. So, yeah, and it's uh, with with a Dory, it's he he always. I mean, we've talked about this before. He starts slow and then and kind of works his way up as the game goes on, kind of like Derrick Henry a little bit. But I think a Dory has to get started a little quicker in those games and and not give up a, a 10, 15 yarder right off the bat because you know that's he needs those confidence builders. Yeah, that was a, I was coming there next. I just think he needs the confidence again. Coming out, you know, as a rookie, um the Titans were relying on him to, you know, feel the returns and be that that star studded cornerback that we haven't had in you know in a long time. Um you could argue McCordy, probably since Finnegan though. 
Um, and he just he had he wasn't that last season. Um, he kind of got a spot taken in return game two. So I just think he needs some confidence. That swagger back that he had at USC. Um, so yeah, getting some picks early in the season would be a huge boost of confidence for him. Um, I want to go with a couple guys, and this kind of makes sense in a second when I wrap it all together. So you bring in Cameron Wake. Um, you're getting a fully healthy Harold Landry. Terrell Casey is back and healthy. Um, you're going to have Kamale Correa. You're going to have Rashawn Evans like we talked about blitzing. The Titans, Chris, will lead the league in sacks in 2019. That's a that's a I, I mean it's interesting interesting for sure just because we had such a lack of production from our linebackers there last year and I think we have to have sack production from them to to really get that number up obviously so I mean if Rashawn's with my prediction if Rashawn's throwing out six if we're getting you know eight to ten from from Landry if we're getting a few from Cam Wake yeah definitely could could be a possibility. Sure. So uh, uh, the last five seasons, uh, the Titans were tied for 16th, tied for 5th, tied for 6th, tied for 12th, and tied for 16th. Um, it's an improved pass rush, not by a lot, but it is improved in, in some sense. So um, I, we just know how important it is to get the quarterback this season because it was so sent um, a year ago. So I would love to see them, you know, dial up some more blitzes. Even from – we saw a lot, though, too, Chris, if you remember, you know, kind of Kenny Vaccaro, Logan Ryan. Um, yeah, those, those Logan Ryan blitzes were a work of art. Absolutely. So I just – I think we see some of those, too, um, this season. So who knows? I think it would be kind of a lot more than what we expect. So uh, that's my number two. I'm interested to see what the pass trust looks like after Simmons gets gets back on the field. Um, because I mean, it he could change the whole dynamic of our pass rush. He's going to be so dirty. I feel like he's going to be just a monster when he is fully healthy. All right. So my last prediction: I think the Tennessee Titans will have a top three defense in the NFL. Okay. And that, are you are you talking about in, in, like scoring defense or just overall yards per game? Scoring defense primarily, but I mean overall, I, I think the only defense that I can justifiably say might be better than ours is the Bears. That Bears defense is stacked. Yeah, for sure. I saw. Uh, I'm, I'm a. I love playing fantasy, so I you know in all my leagues this year, I was kind of picking you know deciding on what defense I wanted and so all these you know ESPN projections were um the Bears the Jaguars the Rams um the Vikings the Bills um Eagles kind of all ahead of the Titans so they're not getting the recognition um they deserve even you know being a top five scoring defense a year ago but um you just got to back it up with your play Um, I like that a lot, Chris. Um, I'm going to go with another bold prediction. And so there's only been three safeties since 2004 to win Defensive Player of the Year. And you know who's going to do it in 2019, Chris? Is it my boy, KB? 
Mayor of Murfreesboro, Kevin Byard, will win the Defensive Player of the Year. This man just got a whopping contract just a month ago. Um, tied the league in interceptions uh, two seasons ago. He gets his contract. I just feel like he has something to prove. I think Kevin puts out another Pro Bowl season. Um, I think he's going to have plenty of tackles, uh, plenty of PBUs. Um, I'd even give him, you know, like you said with the door having five interceptions, I think Kevin's going to have at least five, five, six. He's due for that. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, I, I didn't look at, you know, the last three guys to win safeties to win play, defensive player of the year were Ed Reed in 04, Bob Sanders in 07, and Troy Polamalu in 2010. And I didn't look at their stats, um, but – that's, I mean, think about all the guys on a defense. Think about all those guys in those years, the pass rushers, the linebackers, the D, you know, the D linemen. Um, for a safety to win it, I mean, you got to be the best in the business at what you do. And if we claim Kevin is the best in the business at being a safety, I think he's got to kind of back it up this season and just go out there and ball and do what he does. Um, his motto, ain't nothing changed but the change. So, um obviously you and I feel the same way about Kevin, probably my favorite Titan. So um, that is my third and final bowl prediction on the season. Those are solid. I'm on board with it. I mean, uh, I think Kevin's the best safety in the league. So if uh, if he can put together a year like that where he's being considered for, the, for that award, it's – I mean, that's gravy on, on the Titan season to me because if he's playing like that and, and he's being recognized like that, that means we're doing really well. So – are you a uh, you're a spiritual guy, aren't you? You kind of like you, you mean you believe in a in a higher power. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, would you have like a Titans ritual you do once a year, maybe like once a game? You like your pregame ritual, or like before the season, you sit down and you just you kind of talk to the football gods for a minute. You know, I I don't really. Um, you know, I I get I do my prep before a game. I I get myself hyped up. I. You know, sometimes if I'm at home, I'll throw on my Kevin Byer jersey just to get in the mood. Um, and then I don't know if you've noticed this, but every game I do a a, a let's go on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, that that's kind of my ritual thing. Is if I do that every game, I feel like I'm in the place I need to be. For sure, I'm just, I kind of do the same thing. I, I every every Sunday I'll tweet before the game, just hashtag tighten up or hashtag you know just something about the game. Um. I, I always before the year, you know, the night before, the morning of, just kind of sit there and just pray and just say, "Listen, send me to the Super Bowl this season. Send this team to the Super Bowl." But most importantly, I always say this: just keep this team healthy, because this team. You mean if you're a fan of anybody, I don't care what what sport, um, what level, your team will not succeed if if you don't have all your fully, you know, healthy players there. So that's the most important thing to me this season, I think, is just keeping everybody healthy. Um, and, you know, nothing, no serious injuries. The Titans, you know, if you can you think back, Chris, we've been pretty healthy the last couple seasons. Um, no huge injuries besides, I guess, Delaney Walker a season ago. But besides that, you know, we're not seeing four or five guys go down um, all year long. And so I think if, if the Titans stay healthy, the sky's the limit. I would add Marcus to last year's list just because it, it didn't really cost him a lot of games, but it cost him um, productivity. So 
sure. Okay, so that's kind of that's kind of segue now to um, Sunday, and the season starts, and we kind of get a, a tough battle uh, with Cleveland, uh, probably the the most hyped team, most talked about team, you know, during this off season. They might be the most hyped team ever. It's possible, seriously. Um, I mean, I love I love Baker Mayfield. Um, I've always loved OBJ. Jarvis is a great wide receiver. I like Nick Chubb. They they have a lot of pieces. Miles Garrett, for God's sake. I mean, he he's a a goofball off the field and just a, a absolute monster on it. There's reason to talk about the Browns. And so for the Titans to get them week one, I feel like it is a a phenomenal test to see how good to great they can be. Um what do you I mean, what do you what do you expect in Sunday? What do you want to see from the Titans, you know, on either side of the ball? Um, first of all, I I want to see uh under preparation from the Browns just because <laughs> they are they are riding a, a hype train like no other. And so if they come into this game um, you know, thinking they're gonna win it with no problem, then that just helps our chances to me. Um, but, you know, I'd, I'd really like to see this offense get clicking right off the bat. I think that's huge for us. Um, it's really important that that Art puts a game plan together that that is productive and um, can can get the ball in, in Marcus's and, and Derek's hands uh, in an efficient way. Obviously, we've seen over the last few years, and, and I think this was a big problem on the floor, is that he really struggled with knowing when to run and when to pass. I think Art has to establish that quickly. Um, I don't want a, a, a run on second and 10 for two yards. Um, that's that's not a productive offense by any means. So I think my key thing is for for Art Smith to, to put a game plan in place that allows Marcus and the rest of the offense to get, get moving uh, in the right direction. I like that. Um... I can't even tell you the last time the Titans had an opening drive touchdown. It's it's been a while. Um, that would be very nice to see. Um, you know, Cleveland is going to be rocking Sunday. Um, every possession. Um, I'm with you. I just think you need. I mean, <laughs> Sunday starts the Marcus Mariota. You know season. Uh, we're going to have to you know figure out who he is and if he's improved and. What he's going to be this this year? Um, is he going to be the guy that can go out and get you, you know, 200, 250 yards a game, or is he going to be the same old Marcus getting you one seventy six, a touchdown, and two picks? Um, I hope that's not the case. But uh, I just, I just want to see, uh, oddly enough, kind of a low scoring affair. Um, make sure you don't give up the explosive play. Um, to an Odell Beckham or, a, you know, let Nick Chubb get loose. Um, Najoku, seam up the middle. If you can exclude the the explosive play, then I think the Titans have a chance. I, I mean, I'm expecting this to be kind of like a 24-21, 24-20 kind of game. Um, maybe we'll see a few field goals from Cairo Santos. We hadn't even talked about that. What do you think about – I mean – Man, did that come out of the blue or what? Yes, absolutely. So I think uh, I, I I'm happy having Cairo. I think uh, he'll be a, a solid replacement for for Suckup uh, in the interim or all season. I mean, it's just going to depend on 
how Suckup heals and how how well Santos does. Um, but I mean, he's he's fairly efficient. I don't really understand why he's bounced around the league the way he has because he is a, a decent kicker. I guess everybody's just looking for that perfect perfect kicker. But um, I think I think we'll be fine with him. Also, wanted to say. Um, you were talking about the score. I think it benefits our team immensely if we keep them at least under 20 points. Um, I, I think I think we win that game if they don't score 20. I agree. And I just I, you would love to see kind of I mean it, it goes hand in hand if, if you if you keep the Browns in a, in a low scoring affair under 20 points, um, will the story be be about? while the Titans' defense is legit or while is the Browns' offense overrated. And I'm sure it's going to be the, the latter. Um, but we can say that it was, you know, the Titans' defense is legit, again, like we know it is. I, I would just – I mean, I just want to see the consistency from Marcus uh, on the same page as, as Corey Davis and Delaney and getting and getting him involved and, and, and letting – Derek be Derek and you know we can just go down the list I, I mean I, I want to watch Adam Humphreys um and those those slant you just said let Derek be Derek and I think I saw a quote from Mark where he said the difference in art and LaFleur is that Art doesn't put you in a box. Yes. And I think that's huge because Marcus needs to be Marcus and Derek needs to be Derek and Corey Davis needs to be Corey Davis. And Delaney Walker can be the God that he is on the football field. Those guys need to play the role that they're built for and not try to be somebody they're not. And I think if Art really truly realizes that the offense can make, can make it work. They can make it happen. I agree. Um, I hate doing predictions. I mean, I, what Brett and I always did, Chris, we just always said the Titans were going to win. So we, I think we always feel that way. Each and every game, the Titans will have an opportunity to win. Um, and, 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 you know, it's just a fan in us. Um, so I, it, I never do predictions. But we always do kind of like what's your um, – What's your hot take? What's going to happen during the game? Um, and so last, a year ago, I always said a Dory would take a punt to the house. A Dory would take a kick to the house. It never happened, obviously. Um, I was right about a few things. You know, Kevin would have a pick or something like that would happen. So I'm going to go this week in Cleveland to start the year off. We'll see a touchdown reception from both Corey Davis and Delaney Walker. I like it. I like it. That's what I think is going to happen Sunday. I think uh, I think Derek goes over a hundred uh, rushing, and I think at least one receiver, whether it's Hump or Corey Davis or even Delaney, one receiver goes over a hundred receiving. Oh, they both happen, or one or the other? I think I think Derek gets a hundred rushing, and I think a receiver gets a hundred receiving. That would be insane. That'd be incredible. When's the last time that's ever happened? Who knows. Uh, I mean, probably in the Chris Johnson era. <laughs> Jeez, man, I'm pumped for the season. I cannot wait for Sunday uh, to get this thing rolling. But again, thank you for listening. Make sure to, again to follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Uh, get us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. 
uh, second in victory. We appreciate you guys more than you know. The season's here, everybody. Tighten up. Tighten up.